Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 36 in the book of Revelation. I'm going to title today, Learning from the Eclipse. Uh, subtitle is, hey, why didn't you tell me? And God's saying, I did tell you, and I'm telling you now in my loud voice. We'll get to the eclipse in a second. But remember this, uh, God is in the section here in the book of Revelation where he's working on uh, an opportunity for repentance. Repentance is still available, even though, uh, you know, sort of all heaven and hell breaks loose here in, in the story. And repentance is not always going to be available. And it's as if the Lord is turning up the heat in these trumpet judgments to help believers come to him. So why does God send fire from heaven? Well, Part of it is judgment, but it's also opportunity. So we're in a section of scripture that describes Jesus opening the seventh seal. And he's standing amidst all these heavenly creatures that declare him worthy. And he's contemporaneously being worshipped, even though all this stuff is, is essentially coming from his hand. So the seventh seal is judgment against mankind, <clears throat> and it's divided into seven trumpets. And today we're going to stand before, read about the first four trumpets. It's a series, they're sequential, and they're quite unpleasant. They come from, um, we're in uh, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 6 here today, and uh, verse 6 says, Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. So the location of the judgment ultimately is on the earth, but they come from somewhere. They're thrown down upon the earth, kind of from the throne room to the earth. And clearly, God is in charge. The Lord is in charge, and he's making his will very clear. And you may say, hey, I don't like a God like that. Well, that's not the primary point. The point is that God doesn't like your sin and rebellion, and he does like you. So you may have heard the platitude, God loves you and a wonder, has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, that is slightly modified during this period of time, where I would say it's more like something like, well, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life that entails repentance during this unbelievable era of judgment and difficulty and woe upon the earth, because you've been so hard-hearted. It's your fault. All right, so who's this for? It is for people. So the focus in this whole thing, you know, is the glory and the the majesty of the, of God. That's that's a subtext, but it's all directed at people. So this tribulation, this first half of this seven year period of tri tribulation, all this bad stuff, you know, denotes his sovereignty and his holiness, and he's answering the prayers of the of the faithful. But he's trying to get a message to humanity, and the message is repent. Turn the rebellious back into family. I says, I love you enough to send darkness and fire and stars and meteors and all this crazy stuff. So this is echoing the plagues upon Egypt. You know, all this crazy physical stuff happened to Egypt. Why? To get Pharaoh to change his heart. Um, and the model here, similarly to back in, Egypt, in uh, Exodus, is where creation is being turned to affect the turning of mankind. And I don't suppose creation likes this. Creation is groaning. <clears throat> it's this. This would, if so, this is the ultimate groaning of creation, where creation is used as a tool for slapping mankind upside the head with fire and stars and meteors and bloody seas 
and being surrounded by upheaval and death. Why? Because you wouldn't listen to love. You wouldn't listen to the gentle and lowly heart of Jesus. So we can't say, hey, why didn't you tell me? The Lord is saying, I did tell you. I did tell you with, you know, Jesus's quiet whispering voice. And now I'm telling you in my loud voice. All right. So the first trumpet, here it is. The first trumpet blew, the first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. So this first trumpet is hail and fire and blood thrown upon the earth, and the result is one third of the earth, probably not just the earth, but probably the people on that real estate are. Uh, affected and burned up and gone. Second trumpet, verse 8, 8, 8. The, the second angel blew his trumpet and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood and a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. <clears throat> so this mountain, this big rock or something, burning with fire, thrown from the sky, goes into the sea and changes its color to blood. So one-third of the sea creatures and even the ships, it's kind of this judgment of seawater or judgment by uh, uh, seawater. The third trumpet. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it, third, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. So this time, fresh water. The name of the star is Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. So this great star or meteor or something falls from heaven, affects fresh water, and becomes bitter. And this not only affects rivers and streams, but that affects mankind. So, you know, under the old rule, no water, no life. And it's sort of this judgment uh, by fresh water. And then fourth trumpet, a fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Then I looked and heard an eagle cry with loud voice as if flew directly overhead, woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth, and at the blasts of the other trumpets that the three angels were about to blow. So this fourth trumpet is judgment by light. Um, it's darkness used symbolically here and even here literally. It's the number of hours of light, perhaps, or the intensity of light. Uh, I, I want to mention the solar eclipse. Highly recommended that you see the uh, solar eclipse sometime in your lifetime. It's the greatest celestial happening that one can experience, uh, even more so than the northern lights. It's upending, and when you watch it, it's disturbing, and it's wonderful in, in a in a sort of a way, nighttime comes and night animals and insects start to call out. It's just an amazing thing. And so today, bottom line is I want us to learn from the eclipse. So listen to the upheaval from creation being turned upside down. Uh, an eclipse is coming to my town here in a couple of months. And this is, uh, this is me saying, hey, Lord, why didn't you tell me about this? Well, I did tell you. And he's going to tell us in sort of a hinting sort of a way with the eclipse. And it's a way that God can tell us in in his loud loud voice. The eclipse is a, a wonderful thing to experience. But you see here the upheaval of, of creation pointing people to repentance. So let's learn from the, the eclipse and let's listen to God before he talks to us in his loud voice. Thanks for listening.